Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. As always, my name is RJ. I'm coming to you from Northeast Indiana, and today I am living the latte life Ooh. with some bush lights. Oh. Yes. Fancy yes, pants. Yes, the old bush lattes. Good job. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, trying to watch my weight, so I'm drinking the light beer, you know? Uh, but joining me today... Yes, yes, really, really I am. So, but joining me today is the man who won the 2022 Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcaster of the Year Award, Joe. Joe, how you doing? Where are you coming to us from? What you drinking? They love me. They love me so much. I had no idea about this. Oh, this is so happy. This is the most prestigious award ever. Oh, man. I'm full of it, man. Like... Made some changes to the YouTube channel, and I am just feeling like a million bucks. Uh, I am <laughs> coming from uh, Fort Fun. Uh, I'm coming from... Um, from the South Side? You know it. Go White Sox. <laughs> For our audio listeners there. I'm, uh, I'm coming from Moderation. That's the imaginary place in my head that I go to drink. <laughs> uh, and I am drinking... Uh, Something I thought was appropriate, and I really hoped it was a good bourbon, because I saw it on, I saw it in Meyer, I think, of all places. Like, Meyer has a shockingly good whiskey selection. Like If you go to the Meyer on DuPont Road, uh, that's went, a nice Meyer. I went to the Meyer on Lima uh, near oh, 69. Oh, that's also a good one. Yeah, so uh, it was. it's called the Wiseman <laughs> Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And I just <laughs> hoped it was good because the price suggested it would be Jack Daniels level, roughly like regular Jack, not gentleman Jack, which is fine, but not something you just drink. You mix it. And this yeah. is actually like good. That's I good. won't be drinking it all that fast. It's got a nice burn to it. It's a uh, 90.8 proof, but uh, yeah. It's nice. uh, shockingly good. Um, I also found a Japanese whiskey there that has been super tasty. It has, oh. The bottle describes it as um, slight spicy with a sweet finish. And I agree. I was confused. I just thought it was Japanese. And I saw that. I was like, well, I, I got to get it. And I did. Yeah, that sounds... And I was like, even if it's crap, like, it's just a cool talking piece. And it's, like, really good. I'm trying to figure out where to buy more of it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it at some point. Yeah. No, last night I cracked open the uh, the Jameson Black Barrel that I've got. And that was... Mm. Uh, that was... That can mm-hmm. be good. That, that should be really good. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it was real good. I'm not drinking from the awesome half of the bag Stein merch it is our beautiful merch beautiful half in the bag uh logo with the bottles coming out of the backpack saying disc golf drunk which you shouldn't do in a tournament that's not legal and may not be legal depending on most uh public parks at least in the (laughs) fort wayne area you're not supposed to yes i'm gonna phrase it like that of course i don't need any Um, help playing worse so i usually stay sober Maybe you would play better if you uh, had a little bit of uh, loosener. Kind of like beer pong. 
you know, <laughs> sober, you're good. And then you kind of get worse. And then you hit that special place of drunk where you're just like, you can't miss. But it's mm-hmm. such a razor thin line where I mean, it can go bad fast. That is most Midwest party games. Uh, Cornhole, I think, falls into that same level. Yep. Uh, Beersby. Um, Beer ball. Yeah. That one's what? a fun one. Beer ball. So ping pong table on each okay. corner you have uh, it's teams of two on each corner. You have a beer can and you try to hit the other team's beer can. Uh, if you do, then you start chugging. You crack yours open. You start chugging it um, or no, it's theirs. I don't remember yeah. exactly. It's something along those lines. And you got to chase a ping pong ball all over the the uh-huh. damn place and it's fun yeah first team yep. to finish i can't i honestly can't so i've played it like a handful of times in college and haven't played it since clearly <laughs> it sounds like a college game it was a college oh, game. beer darts don't forget about that one it was a college it was a college <laughs> game where you needed a lot of space and so there's only one house we'd go to that actually had a basement with enough space where you could kind of safely yep. as safe as you could play it <laughs> yes Yes. Again, college so. game. Yeah. So thank you yes. for coming to Half in the Bag Disc Golf or uh, Half in the Bag Drinking Games. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, maybe there should be a Half in the Bag Disc Golf Drinking Game. Yeah, it's called Playing Around at a Brewery. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but, um, oh, couple housekeeping things for the channel for the Half in the Bag listeners who don't watch anything else or listen to anything else. The Joe's Disc Golf Podcast is being reconfigured and i'm trying to figure out how the hell i'm going to do it and what the hell i'm going to talk about because the channel i've been if you've noticed way more active putting out shorter videos on individual topics and putting out uh shorts i don't know if you saw the two shorts that i've done recently the Spaceballs one and then the um anchorman one they're uh they're fun not off the top of my head, but anyway. Yeah. The, well, the Spaceballs one was the intro to one of the videos talking about ah. Lone Star Discs. So if you watch that one, it was just that intro. Somebody told yes. me I should cut it. And I was like, eh, that's a good idea. Thank you, person. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. So today, but- though, we're talking about the Half in the Bag Awards, the Drunkies. We shall yes. call them. I don't I don't know what to call them, to be honest. I, no, I kind of like that, though. But yeah, so obviously this is our first first episode of 2023, uh, our now second year of doing the podcast. Woo! Wow. Go team. Who would have thought that was going to happen? Yeah, no kidding. Uh- <laughs> Who would have thought that the hosting would be what it is now and then yes. how often we change it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't. It's, anyway, it's been a while since all three of us have been on. Yes. Yes. Um, or, well, and we've never had all four of us. No, no, we can't seem to work that one out. Stupid Ben. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, we have, we, we are going to, you know, before we start looking forward to the 2023 disc golf pro tour season, we're going to take a look back. We're going to hand out some awards for the 2022 season. We've got, I believe if my count is right, eight categories. Yes. No, seven categories. Two, three, 
four, five, six. I have eight. Eight? Yes. Uh-oh. One, two, three, four. Um, you, uh, hmm. We'll hmm. figure out what's different as the show yes. progresses. It will be a surprise to everyone. <laughs> yes, it will. Stay tuned um, to figure it out. Put in your guesses. You don't even know all the categories. <laughs> I mean, you could probably figure out a couple like obvious ones. Yes, yes. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. And, uh, you know, before we start drinking too much, let's talk about the players that are (laughs) the players that are a little too young to drink. Let's talk about our young players of the year. And uh, I've got ladies first here. So the FPO players, young players of the year, I've got two nominations. Okay. One of them being Kat Merch. Okay. And one of and the other one being Haley King. Do you have any to add to that? Um, I'd say Haley King has been around for a little while. She's, but she's still young. Yeah. She is still young. I have the... That's why um, I included her in this one. I have the PDGA Rookie of the Year, uh, Aria Castorita. Okay. Or Castoruda. I I've always heard it said. I've never really looked at it written out and how everybody pronounces it versus how it's written. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic yeah, not, player. Not this the is, same. This is her first year touring. So mm-hmm. um, she was... Right around 30th in FPO. Yeah. So not, not I, first year touring. <laughs> I yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. I mean, first, full I year think touring. that's pretty good. I'd say that's really good. For, um, yeah. Haley King missed a lot. She did. She did. And that's why I actually, for this specific category, I have this one going to cat merch. Okay. Uh, finished eighth in the DGPT standings for 2022. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of a breakout player too, uh, but definitely someone that we did not have. Uh, you know, looking back at my notes for the beginning of the year, not somebody that I really knew anything about. So, yeah. Um, and again, so young, so talented. You know, can't wait to see where her career takes her. Um, yeah. You know, really looking forward to probably a lot of battles between her and all sorts of different players going forward. Uh, she's, she's who I have as the winner here. Who do you have? Uh, uh, area Castorita. Okay. okay. Uh, she was her best finish real quick here was sixth place at the new world champ. Oh wait, that's technically this year. <laughs> Those wraparound events I'm looking at. So she yes. finished sixth there. Uh, other than that tied for seventh, at USWDGC, I think she was in the mix. Um, there was there were a handful of people that were in the mix there. So, otherwise, finishing middle of the pack, upper middle of the pack for the most part. But again, first year, you know, touring. Technically, she turned yeah. pro in 2021, but does not have any DGPT events yeah. from then. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely count that. Someone okay. to definitely look oh. out for. Um, she looks like yes. she has, she's athletic and has a mm-hmm. high ceiling. We'll see how that pans yeah. out. Um, haven't been following pro disc golf that long, but if it's anything like any other sport, just because you're athletic and have a high ceiling doesn't mean you will live up to expectations. No offense. Oh. No offense to her in particular. Just saying broad spectrum. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was the FPO young player of the year. Yep. 
I think the ne- the next one that we're going to go to is obviously the MPO Young Player of the Year. And who do you have here? I actually have Isaac Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about him. So he managed to take, I have to go back and uh, pull up his stats here. UDISC World Rankings. Help me run, go faster. Switch to MPO. Uh, so where? he finished 15th in dgpt standings yep um looks like he is 11th in the world right now yes he is he also you know he had he was third at portland open he was uh first at idlewild tough tournament there fifth at waco where was he second at green mountain yep uh second second at pro um, tour championship Yep. Uh, I thought he was... Oh, no. I mixed him up with somebody else for Worlds. My bad. Okay. Still a very <laughs> talented player. Yeah, oh, He's actually been on tour for a lot longer than I thought. Who am I thinking of then? Man. I don't know, but but for me, this, this category starts and ends with one person. Um, You know, huge surprise here. I'm going with Ganon Burr here. Um, yeah, I wanted to pick somebody different. <laughs> that's that's fair you know just somebody else to talk about but yeah you know for me i like yeah 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 he's this isn't the first well this is the first time that we're talking about ganon spoiler alert it's not going to be the last time that we talk about ganon today at least uh on my end yeah i I think that uh i would be surprised if why can't i get into the stats for that tournament uh hang on (laughs) I'm trying here. I I really am, believe it or not. Which tournament is that? Worlds. Aaron Gossage. Who am I thinking of then? I knew that was Aaron Uh, Gossage. Who did... Where was there another battle like that? Maybe I'm thinking of Nicholas uh, Nicholas Antila from Finland. Oh, maybe. Yep. I'm thinking Maybe. of the wrong person and the wrong tournament. <laughs> Believe it or not, I wrote this list when I was 100% sober. Uh, I'd like to uh, retract Isaac Robinson, who is a great player. Obviously, uh, 11th in UDISC World Rankings. Fantastic player. Nicholas Antila, uh, I is who I actually wanted. Came down to the wire with him. Uh, back and forth, uh, for sure, against Ganon Burr. It was crazy at USDGC this year. It was absolutely crazy. There's so many people in the mix. And like just going down the top five, it was uh, Gannon Burr, Nicholas Antila, Calvin Heimberg, Paul McBeth, and Matty O. Like, and then mm-hmm. Isaac Robinson right there in sixth. So like fantastic uh... people. I think he's um, Nicholas is someone to definitely watch out for coming up here uh, for sure. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he is from, I believe that is Finland. Uh, yes. their flag is a blue plus basically. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, that's, that's kind of, um, he is definitely a younger, I think he's close to Ganon, Ganon's age ish. Okay. Well, he's probably older because just about everybody is older than Ganon right now. It's hard to be younger than Canon mm-hmm. and be on the and be at that level. Yes. Yes. So. So that was our young players of the year. Before we get into some people that kind of, um, you know, hit their stride and and really begin to to break out this year, let's yeah. talk about some people that 
you know, made a bit of a comeback this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's talk about our MPO comeback player of the year. I For think- me, the two that I have circled, uh, number one being Scott Stokely. Yep. Number two being Simon Lazat. Um, I think both of them like he is but for me with him missing a good chunk of last season and then with his injury also missing yeah and then missing the beginning of this year it seems like we had really gotten a disjointed yeah um you know kind of view of him over the last few years so to see him come back and uh kind of tear up the tour there for probably he had a what, couple like a month, he, month well, and he a was, half. He was a boomer bust. He had four wins and four mm-hmm. like fortieth place. Basically like would have missed the cut, basically. Yeah, I think made the cash, but like just barely. Like it, his his season was mm-hmm. like it was a roller coaster <laughs> for sure. Uh, but then he strung together a couple wins and he he played really well. Mine is kind of an obvious one, Scott Stokely. Um, he did not find his way onto uh, lead card or chase card coverage. He did find himself on first round coverage where, you know, they just get to set the the yeah. roster there. Um, I picked him because like he, yeah, he didn't do great, but he managed to cash. And mm-hmm. that's more than I could say like I could ever do. And he, I mean, technically i think there's a big enough age gap with us where he could technically be like my dad you know he's in his 50s uh, yeah i suppose that eh, eh, that'd be pushing it for us but i mean if he, he if could he, had, if, he could be ganenberg's grandfather though yes that's for sure <laughs> um that's like you know and then he's doing that and he's playing well it's just i think he underestimated how much the field has grown since he took time off. Like it's been a long time since Stokely actually Mm -hmm. toured and it was a very different tour when he was there. I mean, the guy was back in the day battling with, uh, Climo and, uh, Barry Schultz and like, yeah, (laughs) all these legends. And now he's back playing against, you know, sort of against like Ricky and Paul and Calvin. I mean, yeah, doing I, far I better think, at these courses than you and I could ever hope to do. That's for oh, sure. Oh, a hundred percent, and that's why actually he is my choice for this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just I mean, truly a comeback in that he was out of touring. He was out of, and and he came back. Did he do anything to necessarily wow anyone? No, but well, the he fact won that, that he made uh, cash the. He won that first big money skins, not the not the one that had all the issues, the one that he ended up winning the skins. And then he's Mm -hmm. he's a big supporter of uh, an autism foundation. I cannot remember me for the life of me, which one it is, but he donated all that money to them and he donated. He promised to donate all his winnings to that, which unfortunately Mm -hmm. wasn't as much as he hoped, but he still did it like that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So now for for FPO comeback player of the year, unless you've got anything else about MPO. No. Um, this was a weird one. This this was a weird one. Last um, year, I had a hard been, time. Last year, it would have been the rookie of the year, Juliana Corver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, who, I guess she who missed... do you have this year, though? I put the Europeans as a blanket because they haven't been here for a while. 
and like you had Kristen doing fantastic and then a lot mm-hmm. of high expectations for Evelina and Hannah that they kind of missed the target yeah by a little bit but as a whole like it's mostly because the pandemic and they couldn't be here I didn't I couldn't think of no. anyone FPO wise on tour that was a Scott Stokely or close or even like a Simon Lazat who is like kind of like maybe next year if Heather Young comes back to playing disc golf we could look at her yeah yeah because she played the first like two or three events and hasn't played since but mm-hmm. other than that like I I couldn't I, yeah <laughs> that's gonna be a tough it's one hard going forward. To, I don't think it's yeah. gonna be like the PGA where like you you're on the tour or you're not and Tiger Woods is like an exception kind of thing yeah yeah well and again for me, you know, I look at, at at it too as, you know, who really had like a bounce back year. Yeah. You know, either from injuries or yeah. you know, whatever. So, you know, maybe next year for MPO Eagles a good candidate for that. Although Yeah. I, I don't know that you can one. call it a, a comeback when he won a major this year. Yeah. Um so, That's a, yeah, that's a um, weird one. So Yeah. It's, know, it's kind of like Simon it, in that one. Name it like the uh bounce back player. Rather than the, yeah. you know, comeback come where it's like, comeback makes it feel like, yeah, here's this person who was not even playing, like, Injured basically or, Scott Stokely. You know. like, yeah. Whether it was... Ah, it w- here we go. Another good candidate for next year is Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I guess. Oh, man. Technically, depending on how that goes. I wish him the best of luck. I do. I yes, really hope he changed. I, I do, too. I really do. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I I basically have the Europeans on this one. I I gave it to Evelina just because she kind of because she wasn't Kristen, <laughs> right? Right. Like we we saw the flash of what Kristen could do last year, and yeah. I think a lot of us coming into the year had this debate of is it Kristen? Is it Paige? Is it Paige? Is it Kristen? You know, wh- where does Kristen fit in this this page and cat, you know, the dichotomy and then Heather yeah. Young, or not Heather, um, Haley King. But then she took mm-hmm. she skipped a bunch of tournaments for yeah. personal, which, you know, whatever. Hey. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, didn't want to drive through a tornado. Well, no, I'm talking about like she took um, yeah. her tour yeah. season aside from weather concerns. <laughs> which I don't blame her for that at all. <laughs> no, um, no. You know, there, she took some time off. Yeah. Which, whatever. Yep. But she's, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, so let's, you know, uh, let's move on from our uh, comeback players of the year. Yep. And, and let's move on to our, you know, those that kind of broke out for us. Um, okay. We talked about some, some young players before. Um, so let's talk about some breakout players and for on the female side, on the, the FPO side, I have, I've got four nominees for you here. Okay. Holland Handley. All right. Kat Mersh. Yep. Maria Oliva. Okay. And Valerie Mondahano. One of these did not play for Trilogy. Wait. <laughs> Two of them didn't. Wait. Oh, Wow. Yeah, two of them didn't. Yeah. Um, do you have anyone else to add to that list? No, I had Valerie Mondahano. That was. That's it about. Feels I didn't, weird saying I didn't that. know we were doing options. Okay. I thought oh, we were just no, no, picking no, our that's, person. 
no, 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 no. I, I, that's fine. Um, okay. Like, so, I so you went with Valerie. I don't disagree with Valerie or Holland or Cat Merch or I can't remember your third, fourth person. Maria Oliva. Maria Oliva. Yeah, I can't. Like, out of that, I think Valerie did was the most prominent. Like, yeah, I it's, feel like it's she weird won a couple. Um, yeah, it, it it's weird to say that she was the breakout player, but looking back at my notes from last year, I had her as the tenth ranked player. Yeah, heading into the season, um, and I just, you know, she really took that step up this year. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, that's kind of why I, I thought that she, yeah, was more prominent in her breakout than, than anyone else. Yeah. Just kind of looking um, at, um, like her finishes last year, not, uh, just kind of excluding some of these. Oh yeah. I forgot the DGPT. Some of them were eight, whatever, but her best mm-hmm. finish that wasn't like an A tier, you know, mm-hmm. I think was, yeah. nope, that's not it fourth I think fourth or fifth which in yeah which in um <clears throat> excuse me um FPO that's mm-hmm. not great <laughs> yeah like just compare because, that to just because like that's you know compared to the MPO the field isn't as deep and that was last year that was 2021 and now fourth or fifth is pretty good, but she had a couple wins. So she well, won in Beaver State Fling. Yep. Waco. She won Waco. And she was second uh, for the open at Belton right after. Like she was up there. She did a great yeah. job there. She was yeah. constantly up there. Holland yep. Hanley definitely yeah. just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I included her in that one. Same thing with Cat Merch and then Maria yep. Oliva. Just all, all four of them really kind of. I was not particularly aware of any of them beforehand. So now that I yeah. think that they, there's an argument that all of them could be top ten FPO yeah. players. I think is a good case that um, because of the know, wins, I would throw it to Valerie. Yeah, that's that's where I am, too. I think that she just had that little bit extra. Um, So let's talk about the MPO breakout player of the year then. And uh, who do you have here? I got Robert Burridge. He. okay. uh, this year, this year before turning pro, won the college national uh, singles and team for disc. Okay. Um, Okay. And that was his last um, or no, sorry, they're 23rd for team. Individually, he won it for yes. uh, College Nationals, and that was his last uh, AM event. Okay. Was college Nationals, and then he was in the mix for some of these. Like, he ended up... I wasn't as good as I thought with some of these, but it just seemed like he was up there. He did well. You know, he didn't... He did... He wasn't touring. He was, uh, what did he do for MPO the year before? He's managed to qualify for USDGC a couple times by doing the play-in event. So that's worth something for sure. Yeah. 
He's someone that I think we'll be looking out for for the next couple years. That's okay. all I got there. <laughs> I I actually think that he's a good candidate for next year's breakout player of the year. Yep. Um, but for me this year, uh, I, I said it before, it won't be the first time that we mentioned Gannon Burr. Well, here's another one that I've got going to him. Yeah. Um, you know, call it lazy, call it taking the easy way out. I don't care. I also thought he, about taking uh, somebody different. <laughs> Than Gannon. What's that? Gannon was the first one that came to my mind, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, this is going to be a very boring, quick show if I just pick the same people." Pick as you. the obvious ones. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. "All right, let's dig a little deeper here." Yeah. No, I, I think you know, I think that he's the obvious choice here. Just the year that he had, obviously. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of. I, I think breakout's a good way of describing it. Just that he. Yeah really put himself in that upper tier is he on the level of say you know uh, uh, an eagle apollo ricky no not probably yet. not there yet <laughs> i would say not, not there yet. yet uh give it another year or two here's the thing though yeah. he graduated he's graduating high school now so what's he gonna do now with all the free time for not not necessarily the 2023 season I don't think much is going to change, but for the 2024 season, because I mean, he's he'd be stupid to go to college. <laughs> like, well, he can go win college nationals, though. He, uh, <laughs> no, because he's already a pro. Ah, uh, yeah. bummer. Poor yeah. guy. Poor guy. So he so. Uh, he would be. I I think it'd be stupid if he went to college. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, I, like he's he's going to be making the money this year for sure. Um, yeah. And if not this year, if Prodigy doesn't uh, give him a lucrative extension, early extension, uh, people are going to be knocking down the door basically this summer yes. trying to get him for the 2024 season. Because, I mean, are you stupid? <laughs> like, are you? would you not want to sign the potential next Paul Macbeth? I mean, he is, he's right now the person who looks like he could be the next Macbeth or Waisaki or Eagle. Like, yeah, not saying any of those guys are over the hill by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying he's that good. And who knows? Maybe we'll find some other random 16-year-old hops on and just, like, obliterates the field. You never know. <laughs> that, I suppose that is possible. But, so that's the end of my kind of traditional awards i'll say do you have any other uh no um, okay i mean outside of you know the traditionals also being the player of the year and yes which we're gonna get to at the end here teaser um <laughs> make you Got stay him. make you stay yes uh so let's let's get into our uh, MPO player who had a bit too much head on their beer this year. A little bit of a disappointment. Yep. Uh, f for me. Okay. I've got, I've got a couple, um, a couple nominees here. I've got Eagle. Okay. I've got Linus. I've got Yuli. I've got Kevin Jones and I've got Ezra. Okay. And I uh, anyone that you would, I would add disc golf Jesus, um, James Conrad. James Conrad. Yes, I had my other well, person. You know, I had on the list was Kevin Jones. So you, yeah, you ready? 
Um, Yuli, I don't know if it's, I would say it's kind of a Sarah Hokum situation where they're both still really good players. It's the field is just that much better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what They've I mean? Like kind of reached their ceiling. Yeah. They're both they're fantastic. Not... They're, they're great mm-hmm. players. Kick my ass any day mm-hmm. of the week. Um, probably even with yeah. my own bag <laughs> and on your own courses. On my, yeah. On my own courses. Um, doesn't matter. And you know, they're still fantastic players, but I think the field has just gotten that much better that it's not necessarily a disappointment so much as, um, just the passing of the guard. Yeah. I was, I I wanted to say changing expectations, but that sounds really mean. And that's not, that's not how I mean it. You know what I'm like? Yeah. I'm trying to like, eh, uh, we're in a weird spot where it's not like, you know, baseball yeah. by the time we were born was going for a hundred years. Football yeah. was going for eighty years. <laughs> yep. Basketball, yeah. I don't know, sixty something odd years or more. Uh yeah. Yeah. So So disc golf, yes, technically it's been going PDGA's been going since the eighties, but like the money hasn't gotten into it until the last two, three years. So yeah. I think we're gonna see a rapid like all of a sudden Ganon Burr is gonna be a common ish mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of so, derailed that, but coming back to it. No. Uh the person yeah. I had picked was Kevin Jones as kind of a okay. a disappointing season. Okay. He never really found himself totally in the mix. He signed that big contract with Prodigy this year. And then everybody kind of forgot about him because of um it was who was over there? Ganon Burr's on Prodigy. Um, Alden Harris is on Prodigy, just like all these superstars, basically, and up and coming yeah. superstars. And then yeah. Kevin Jones, like he's got his line of discs. I haven't thrown any of them. I wonder if they're wonder how they are. But like, I feel like after that contract signing, he just didn't never seem to be in the mix. And hopefully, he can turn it around this year. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. Um, I had relatively high expectations for him coming into the year. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people kind of, when I said that, a lot of people were kind of like, I don't know. Um, so I think I overrated him a little bit. And for that reason, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm a little bit hesitant to to give him kind of the, you know, the flop of the year, basically. I mean, he like, he never really even had top tens. Yeah. And that's that's kind of yeah. where I'm like, eh. Yeah, if you're the, the banner holder for a, a major disc company, you need to be there. Um, that said, I think I actually want to give this one to Eagle. Okay. Um, I Which is, is weird, considering the fact that he won a major this year, that he played really well in the tournaments that he played in. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he missed so much of the season... It just yep. it feels like a what if it feels like, a, you know, are we ever going to see the eagle that we. Yeah, I'll be curious coming up, see. like, as I said with Nico, as I said with Eagle, when he initially did this at the all star event in 2021, like mm-hmm. I when I said, like, I don't think he's going to come back and I don't think he's going to perform well. And people are like, how dare you say that he's Eagle McMahon? He can do anything. I'm like. I work in sports medicine. Do you know how many of these injuries I've seen 
and how many people mm-hmm. who don't take care of it the right way. And I was afraid he wasn't going to take care of it the right way. Just I, I still don't know that he's going to take care of it the right I way. I don't know he's either. Been taking care of it. I'd so. like to think that injury, kind of re-injury ish that he had um, towards the beginning of the season. I can't remember what event no. it was. I hope uh, I that can't was, remember either. But I hope that was like the moment where he's like, "Oh shit, I like, I need to fix this." Yeah. Whatever that looks like, it it seems like based on the European Open. Of course, he never threw a single forehand. Yeah. It seemed like the stem cell injections have been working. Supposedly, he's working out with a personal trainer trying to get stronger in general, which yeah. everybody on tour could benefit from, except for like Ezra Aderhold. <laughs> Dude loves to work out no matter what. So <laughs> I'm just Bro- saying. Like, I'd throw Brody in there, too. Yeah, he talks about it a lot. He talks about working out a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that some of the, like people on tour don't it's just mm-hmm. you can't not look at Ezra and go dude works out <laughs> like you kind of mm-hmm. look at you kind of look at Ricky and you kind of look at Ego and Paul and like they're in shape but they're like skinny guys yeah. where you they, look, they at, look more like cross-country runners yes. than uh football players yes where Ezra looks like He's getting ready for the next uh, Arnold Classic here in Fort Wayne, and he's going to yeah. be a bodybuilder. Yeah. So so I'm going with Eagle. You're going with Kevin Jones. Yep. I think it's hard to, d- to really disagree with either of those. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we could both can and kind of have made a compelling case for both, like for very so, different reasons. <laughs> So now let's let's flip it over to the FPO side. Yep. And uh, which which FPO players had a little bit too much head on their beer? Um, Evelina and Henna. Okay, that's um, I've got those two, and then the other nominee that I've got is Kona. Oh yeah, God, just forgot about that. Just because she signed such a big contract that I think kind of in the same vein as as, um, Kevin Jones, in that. Because signed, of that contract, yeah. she really needed a better performance this year. She signed um, the same contract as Kristen Tatar. And they were yes. they didn't even look like they were playing the same division, let alone the same tournament. Like yeah. I, she had her flash. Kona had her flashes. Like she'd have mm-hmm. a good round. And mm-hmm. then a mediocre round. And then a round that it's like, what are you doing? And part of yeah. that, I'm sure like I kind of gave her a pass for the first couple tournaments, like brand mm-hmm. new discs, brand new contract, huge expectations. Like, all right, it's, you know, first couple Waco, Las Vegas, Belton. All mm-hmm. right. You know, it's going to happen. Then you're going to settle in and we're going to see. It. And she just never did. Yeah, um, that's that's why I nominate her for this one. Yeah. Just because of that. The fact that we never really saw her settle. Yeah. You know, it'd be one thing if she started off really inconsistently and then towards the end of the year, we saw her now, even, know, even just settling into like fighting five. for top tens, yeah. top. Yeah. I'd say but like she, that, FPO side, like fighting for top six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, again, field. It's not the same as the yeah. MPO side yet, where top 10 is like, yeah. oh, damn. All right. Good job, guys. It's just, I think in the next two or three years, FPO is going to be like, it'll be the same, but 
yeah we're not there yet now now you mentioned the european players part of that was the hype Kristen, i assume yes part of that was the hype <laughs> of everybody saying yeah. like what are we gonna see there and then mm-hmm. more so evelina than henna they both had their putting woes but evelina just shredding the course and then four putt from 15 feet you know and just it yeah my disappointment came from watching her game and watching her just absolutely crush it a mile her upshots being crazy accurate and then her mm-hmm. putting being i like i don't even know like i think See. her i i generally speaking but these two mm-hmm. in particular evelina and kona would benefit from a sports psychologist with mental strategies because it is it's mental like you watch moments in their game both of them mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. awesome and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they just start thinking and coming from someone who suffers from the exact same damn thing <laughs> here's yes. the difference i don't try to make my living off of it yeah like well and and for me that's why i actually think that i have henna as the winner of this category okay because at least with evelina Mm-hmm. We saw flashes of what we were expecting to see from her, of her coming in and just absolutely dominating at points. Yeah, if she, she puts never 50%, really percent, she quite, wins most of the tournaments. Yeah, yeah, she never quite put it together how I would want, but at least we saw the reason why she was so hyped. Yes. Henna just... She had her tournaments, but, but for me, it just felt like she was hyped at the same level as Kristen and yep. Evelina and she she was basically just a kind of mid-pack player. Yeah, and I, you know, I never really I didn't follow professional disc golf before the pandemic. I've played for a lot longer. Right. So I don't know. I know people had talked about like pre-pandemic, you know, she was one of the like potential like up-and-comers and stuff. So I don't know if that was just you know, the little snippets we saw of them coming over here pre-pandemic was just like, oh, they're over here for like three weeks, a month, and then they go back home, where this yeah. year they were like full on touring here, and they're both younger, and that's just hard. You're in a foreign country, away from your family? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's difficult. I'm hoping after this, a year under their belt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say Kona, though. The contract, yeah. the expectations, and her performance from the year before. In 2021, yeah. she won one or two events. I can't remember off the top of my head. And oh. she was in the mix. Like, she was up there. She was a rising star for sure. And I know probably half the money that Didi paid her was because she has 100,000 followers or something like that on Instagram. Maybe not that mm-hmm. many. I don't know. But yeah, but it, those, it was that social media, that marketing component yeah, where but it's like Simon, you know, Simon's yeah. a good player and, you know, he won, but he was still making bank last year when he was barely cracking the top 10 because his YouTube videos get tens mm-hmm. of thousands of views and Discmania is like, yep, here you go. Here's, you know, shill this one, chill that one. <laughs> Yep. Sorry. Throw this well, one. Now Demonstrate we'll have to that see. one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see who he's demonstrating for this year. Yeah. 
which is the leading uh, stunned, theory stunned is, the heck out of me. Yeah. But the leading theory um, is uh, MVP. Who knows? My vote mm-hmm. is for uh, somebody said gateway. And I think I sent you the Photoshop. Somebody Photoshopped him uh, being sponsored by Bucky's. Oh, yes. Yeah, you sent me that. Picture. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. What what I can confirm, though, is that he will not be throwing the gnarly ball crusher next no, year. That is for sure. Um, you know, we, we do not have the money to to pay him to sponsor. No, <laughs> we don't have we don't have the money to afford to have him come out for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, obviously not. So let's uh, let's get into another uh, half in the bag disc golf uh award and and we'll say we'll we'll call this one the moments that made us want to do keg stands okay um you know the the moments of the year basically our favorite moments okay favorite moments of the year i didn't write them all down like you wrote in the discord so i'm just kind of like trying (laughs) to piece these together like all right what are you talking about here yeah (laughs) So anyway, let's let's start by talking about the FPO moments that uh, we really enjoyed this year. A couple that I had as highlighting or uh, to highlight were one, Kristen Star winning Worlds. Yep. Uh, two, that awesome battle at Champions Cup between Paige and Kristen, mm-hmm. um, which will yeah. unfortunately not be the last time that we will talk about that probably not we'll see and uh and then i also had Paige breaking the all-time majors record as well um those were the three that i had any other submissions that you would like to add all i wrote for favorite moments were uh for fpo were Kristen tatar that's all (laughs) i wrote uh watching her play she was phenomenal this year the battles even when she uh, ended up in her worst finishes at third place. I wish I could say my worst finish in a season was third place, but third in, times... in uh, PO, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she also broke and held the record for the first disc golfer, men or women, to win $100,000 in a year. Wow. Which was, I did not realize that. Which was broken three or four hours later by Ricky. <laughs> because uh they were both right there. She had like a hundred and two or three thousand. He ended mm-hmm. up with like a hundred and ten or something like that, whatever it was. And then uh Paul actually got a hundred thousand in like a tournament the last week of December. Winning <laughs> some A tier. Yeah, he, so, he was like, Ah, I can go get this too. Ah, sure, why not? Yeah, basically. Uh he said oh, it wasn't man. for that, but I mean Come on. So Come Kristen on. will forever and always be the very first disc golfer to ever win $100,000 in a year. And that's awesome. I mean, uh, like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, um I yeah, I uh. <laughs> for for me, I, I give this one to her winning worlds. Yeah. I mean, pick a Just moment because let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I think that. It is well known that we are Kristen stands yep. on this uh, podcast. We we enjoy pretty much everything she does. Um, she so. is and and um, watching her play 
like just watching her talk things out like you always can't hear it but like talking things out and just stepping up and like yeah i'm gonna execute this and then do it yeah and rarely made a mistake i want to see how this transfers for next year yeah like i i would be shocked if she had as consistent of a year because that's just really hard to do oh yeah but i'd also not be shocked if she didn't you know yeah yeah she went out there and kind of you know, coming into the year, I said num- the number one FPO player is Paige Pierce until it's not Paige Pierce. Yep. Um, and it's not. <laughs> I I think there is a very real argument. Unless that you're Kristen the PDGA. Star, yeah, I, I think it's a very real argument that um, Paige might not be number one anymore. Yeah. But uh, that is neither here nor the, there. The UDISC dominance index. Yes. Hers yes. <laughs> Okay, so her dominance index is 128. What this number is based on, hell if I know. Second place is Katrina Allen at 56.3. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then Paige is down there with a 43. So Kristen is three times more likely to beat Paige is how I interpret that, I I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Well... You know, the nice thing about this is that you can click on one yeah, and click on the other and compare them. And uh, Kristen Starr is expected to finish best among these players 74.8% of the time. Yeah. Uh, she so is, there you go. If you put uh, Kristen Tatar and Katrina Allen at their 128 and 56... Uh, it is basically 70% chance that uh, Tatar wins. Yeah. So it this is like a betting line, essentially. Like, if you're going to put money down, this is who's going to yes. win, probably. Yes. Yeah. Like, so so your favorite moment of the year was just getting to watch Kristen Tatar play yeah, most of her full season. I would say, you know, and, and here's the other thing, that elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Which I was right. I watched Latitude 64 put out a video. She had ulnar nerve transposition surgery. Nailed it. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. I did not hear I did not hear that. So she nice. um mentioned it briefly in there, and obviously English is not her first language. I don't know what they speak mm-hmm. in Estonia, but it's Estonian? not English. Whatever. And um she said that they took a nerve in her arm and pointed to the inside, the medial side and moved it. And I was like, nailed it. Yes. That yeah, would, yeah, that's that's also like one of the only elbow injuries that you can play through and not necessarily make it worse. Like, yep. sorry, nerding out done for all yes. of you who started to glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about our MPO keg stand moments yes um yeah tell me what you've got for this one because i've got a couple ideas but I, I don't really know where to go with this one i've got two in my mind one <laughs> would be las vegas challenge first event of the year you got mm-hmm. drew and uh gannon going mm-hmm. to a playoff and yep. gannon going for it missing and drew taking it and like uh drew said something along the lines of like dude this was like amazing you're awesome like you've got many more to come not even knowing what the rest of the year he was talking like a career not like six months later 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, that was a good battle, and it was kind of like a cool foreshadowing for the full year. And then <laughs> um, uh, Paul Macbeth and Heron Gossage, that playoff at Worlds. Winning Worlds. Yep. Which was kind of um, like a little callback to the previous Worlds. Yes. That yes. didn't go in Macbeth's favor. And again, Aaron Gossage, fantastic player. Yeah. Um, the only other addition I have there is the European Open mm. with Eagle and Paul just... How can I forget that? Yeah, no, that one takes it. Yeah, just putting on an absolute show. That um, was a full tournament, I, not just a couple yes. of bonus holes. I mean, no yeah. offense to like the final round and those guys all being in it, and it was great, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, European Open was three, four rounds, whatever it was. Yeah. It was, it was everybody fighting for third place. Yeah. Meanwhile, these two are just literally putting on a show. Because what? Paul beat third place by 16, 17 strokes. Yeah. And and lost. And lost. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you beat third place? by? Th- and it's not like then there was a big gap from third to fourth. It was no. then like a normal one or two strokes. I don't know. Yeah. You know, occasionally. Yeah. Paul Macbeth get... went, went McBeast mode and Eagle took Eagle flight. McMahon said, hold my discs. Yeah. Eagle McMahon went Ed McMahon. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for me, I think that's that's yes. the moment. Although oh. I, I definitely I have the, the same, you know, Las Vegas challenge where Gannon really uh, set the stage for his year. Yes. And then Worlds between Macbeth winning his sixth and, yep. you know, going to a playoff and everything. And yeah. But you yeah, know, no, I, the Eagle Paul thing. Like, how did I forget that? Like. That is because like, it was the um, only tournament the Eagle played, basically. Yeah. It, <laughs> what was that? Um, was it maybe ten years ago? College basketball, NCAA, it tournament. Uh, they went like six overtimes. Oh god! You know what? You know what I'm talking about, though. I, yeah, I, I don't think know the so. teams. I don't remember. But right, they went like yeah. six overtimes, and ESPN Classic was playing it like that later that day or that week. Yeah. Yeah, because it was such a it was such a back. That's what it reminded me of. That was like mm-hmm. that where it's like, yep, OK. And if we had a disc golf classic, that would be shown like tomorrow. Yes, because <laughs> it 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 took over the holy shot. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> a cool moment. Don't get me wrong. But dear yes. God, they played the hell out of that. And it just lost its specialness. Would you say that seeing that every single commercial bake? Her break was a bit of a buzzkill. Uh, a little bit, I'd say. W- would you say that it was your MPO buzzkill? No, of the year. I'm going to stay in Europe, though. Okay. Uh, and Nico and that whole situation. Yep. Yep. Um, that's yep, really yep, yep, the yep, yep. only thing in MPO that was like a buzzkill. I guess you would say. Yeah. I mean, other yeah. than that, it it was like. There are things that kind of happened, but nothing that I would say were outside of sports. And if it wasn't Nico, I don't know how much this would have even got. I don't even know if uh, Disc Golf Network would have switched to it. Yeah. Well, and for me, the the majors this year mm-hmm. seems like there were there was always something to overshadow them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about Champions Cup, which, um, spoiler alert, is going to be my FPO buzzkill. Oh, you read Lane my King mind. 
at you read at, my uh, mind i gained so many subscribers cup. from that topic oh man uh, that's it's how just, i measure these things now <laughs> yeah it's just i don't i'm kidding on that one no but like no um but just the fact that that both of those two events overshadowed such great weekends yep. for both the men's and the women's you know we we talked about that Champions Cup battle between Paige and Kristen being, you know, one of the the moments of the year, one of the tournaments of the year, and it's yeah. overshadowed because of Elaine King opening her up her mouth and getting involved. Yeah, we no, talked to about be fair, that. She texted, <laughs> opening her phone and getting involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got the Galaxy Z Flip. It looks like a new razor, but it's an all touch screen. <laughs> Crack that thing oh, open there. Man. Um, yeah, I would say on, on the MPO side. I can't, nothing else really comes yeah. to mind this year. That's yeah. like, yeah, that was something that was like, eh. I, I think it, if there were another nominee here, it would have to be Eagle being injured. Yeah. Um, And but that, again, just kind of us getting robbed. Yeah, that but, one's kind of a weird one because he got hurt at the end of last season, technically. Yeah. Like, it, again, it's a weird one. It's, yeah. it's got to be Nico, though, overshadowing that classic battle that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, because he was having issues. Yeah. Um, and ho- wish, and wish he, him the yes. best. I, I do like that he was selling on his website Nico stopwatches. It would only be better if they were programmed to stop at 30 seconds. But... <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Still, like i hope that's a sign of him like kind of realizing things you know what i mean like Get, getting himself right yes it so. he talked a good game on was it the nick and matt show i could not tell you he talked a good game saying how he's changed and he's made progress and all that and fingers crossed <laughs> i mean i hope so it's easy to yeah. say those things yeah, I, well, and, and, you know, I, well, we won't get into that whole situation. Yeah. Um, like I said, my buzzkill on the FPO side was Lane King, um, just uh, for a lot of reasons, but yes. I'll, I'll specifically give it to her, um, I can't wait. involvement in Champions Cup. I can't wait to see what the announcer lineup looks like for the DGN schedule. Yeah. So I'll be curious how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say, for better or worse, good for Disc Golf Network for honoring contracts and seeing them through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Yeah. 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 Is what it is. Yeah. So let's, let's get on to, I guess, ha- happier topics. Yes. Um, I've got that we've got two more awards to pass out. What do you have? I've got. Uh, we talked about that. I guess. Yeah. Two. Did I count wrong? One, two, three. What, what did four, you count five, from? Six, seven, eight. Uh, player of the year. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Comeback. We did that. Young uh-huh. player. We did that. Breakout. We did that. Disappointment. Yeah. We did that. Yep. Favorite moment. Yep. Uh, Buzzkill. Uh huh. And then I think the one we're going to next, favorite player. Yeah. So we'll we'll go ahead and talk about our 
favorite player in our player of the year um at the same kind of at the same time here oh, for um, mine on the men's side it's different well for mine on the men's side it's different as well okay um but i figured that we would talk about them we'll talk fpo or the fpo side first yeah, i think that's going to be a short conversation yeah yeah i for for those that have not been listening to this episode um or those of you who've been drinking heavily yes it's kristen my Tatar. <laughs> yes, my favorite player, the player that I am giving my uh, golden bottle of bourbon to this year is Kristen Tar. The wise men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chooses. Uh, yes. So for me, it's Kristen Tar. Yep, same. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got on that I one. I mean, if you're, as... if you're confused as to why she is our favorite and player of the year, listen to the previous hour. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean... You could make an argument for a different favorite FPO player, which is honestly just a personal taste thing. Yep. Like maybe you just don't like her. Maybe you like, I don't know, um, Cat yeah. Merch's uh, Seems unique. likable. She's likable and she's just kind of that, I don't want to say like. Uh, wacky. She, yeah, she's wacky. Yeah. In a good way. Like, yeah. Um, although if I was the PDGA. Did you hear who they announced as the FPO player of the year? Uh, they announced Paige Pierce, I believe. Yes. Which I don't hate that. I mean, again, she won, what, two majors this year? Two majors and played a bunch of A tiers, too, on top of all the other DGPT. Right. Like, right. So I think it makes sense that she's the DGPT player of the year. That no, said PDGA. Sorry, the PDGA the DGPT player is of the Kristen. year. Yes, the DGPT is Kristen, who is also my player of the year. Yes. Um, my other and my other nominees were Paige, Cat, and Valerie. As I commented on the PDGA's announcement on Twitter, I said, I'm okay with this if you change the name. Player of the year just doesn't seem right because it's more of like a points leader. You, yeah. If you go out and you play mm -hmm. all the majors all the pro tour events and then play and you're say like, say you're flipping back and forth where mm -hmm. Kristen wins two and then Paige wins two for the majors. And then you just flip flop back and forth all year. Yeah. And then Paige goes and plays a handful of eight tiers and that's how she wins it. I'm like, eh, is that really yeah. like, yeah, for, for me, it comes down to a Kristen was consistently I mean, her worst what, finish, her worst was, third finish was top was third. Yes. With the with the DNF because of her elbow. So, yeah, factor that how you will. I don't know. I I don't factor it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's an injury withdrawal. It's a legitimate injury withdrawal. Yeah. Let's let's also yeah. we're both in sports medicine. This was a yeah. legitimate injury uh, withdrawal, not some of the things that we deal with where it's like, you're no, go back out there. You're fine. <laughs> So, so to me, that's why she's the the half half in the bag disc golf player of the year. Very prestigious on the FPO award. side. Yes, this yes, I'm sure that she'll. Uh, yes, I'm sure that she'll put that one on the mantle right with her right next uh, to the world, world championship. Trophy. Yeah. Uh, which so, there was controversy with that. I did not hear this. Yes. Uh, well, there was a world's trophy given to Kristen. And people were um, making fun of it quite heavily on Twitter. 
And then that there was a an MPO version that was not given to Paul. <laughs> because I did it, not hear this. Because it was made fun of so bad. Oh man, that's that's kind of funny though. It was basically a piece of steel with like a 3D side profile of a basket, but not like it didn't look aesthetically pleasing. Oh, I'll say that. That's a bummer. Yes. That's a bummer. And when they handed just, it to Kristen, it looked like it weighed a ton because she was just do, like, oh. <laughs> like, what they need to do is just go to WWE style championship belt. Get a belt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't, don't know how Paul's going to wear all of his, but yeah. hey, I know that's, a bunch that's of a him uh, problem. podcasts had said that it wasn't hard to go to a trophy store to get something that looks nice better spend yeah. like basically pdga for the majors mm-hmm. spend five grand on a trophy and do it like i don't know whether you do it nfl style where you get to like take the trophy home and then you give back like world series or something like that or lombardi trophy or like stanley cup where you get to take it home but then like all the winners past names are on yeah. there yeah i don't i don't, I don't know. know however but like I think they need to invest in a trophy, trophy. a a traveling trophy that whoever the winner is keeps it for a year and then some other nice plaque or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that you have something like, all right, cool. There's your year. You get to, we're taking it back now. (laughs) I think that's what like Wimbledon does for tennis. Do they? Like they give, they, they have like the big plate that they give them. Yeah platter but then like they get a mini version of that like a to, dessert plate like, hold on to <laughs> bigger than that but dinner plate um, instead of the serving platter <laughs> yes yeah but pretty yeah, much I'd be, I'd be okay if we if if disc golf did something like that for the majors where it's like here's this awesome really cool trophy take your picture get your name mm-hmm. engraved on yeah. it or however your name will be i don't know engraved on it it'll stay at the DGPT, it'd probably stay at the PDGA headquarters, headquarters in, or yeah, in, uh, Appling, Georgia, yeah, which is where they play Champions Cup at WR hey. Jackson. It's going to be there for another couple of years, which is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, uh, back off our tangent. <laughs> yes, yes, back back to uh, our awards, the awards that really mm-hmm. matter, the ones and, that the. Uh, pros are clambering for every year yes that they've yes. known about this which they probably don't even know about this at all no <laughs> no i would assume not so my uh so for the mpo um golden bottle of whiskey yep you know our favorite player yep who are you giving it to uh i'm gonna go with maddie o it was a toss-up okay. between maddie o uh chris clemens because okay. he's just like He's kind Lemonade. of fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Disc Golf Bob Ross. Zach Melton. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, mostly all for their personalities. I didn't throw Simon in there because like that, that's so obvious. I'm trying to be yeah. different. Trying to promote discussion okay. on this podcast because I figured you're going right. to throw Simon in the mix. Uh, no, actually, oh. my mine here is uh, the man who inspired me to buy a shirt. Uh, Ricky Waisaki. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was that Reaper Disc Supply. Uh. So sorry, sorry, Joe. You are not an MP, or you are not eligible for this because you're not an MPO player. No, I'm an AM player. Yes, yes. Uh, but no, my mine is Ricky Waisaki. Yeah. Um, he's fun I, to I watch love too. the 
the return to dd um so, well that return was, to trilogy yeah return to trilogy the um it, and then i'd say that he kind of backed it up this year and he yeah he showed it why like he, he got genuinely paid. had fun yeah doing it too he showed why he got paid this year mm-hmm. for sure um because mm-hmm. people are saying like is he like he basically got the same contract as paul mm-hmm. i mean instead of 10 years 10 mil it's four years four mil but still like yeah. it's a million dollars a year and yeah people are like is he as good as paul there's an argument like he wasn't mm-hmm. doing great to be fair the year before between the pandemic and lyme disease like yeah, he had it, a lot going on and this year i know he had a flare-up or two but uh-huh. he also had four wins he had yeah um, he won two one major Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul had two, but still he had more win. Like, yeah. Overall, I think that he had a really good year. Um, mm-hmm. and it was just it was fun to watch him. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was fun, and it was fun to watch Matt go. Like, yeah. Oh man, his his maiden stamps are awesome. Oh, they're legit. So, like, side tangent. I but... wish I liked to putt with the maiden more. <sighs> Me too. Or throw like, the maiden. I. I love throwing the maiden as a forehand like approach. Yeah. You know, just kind of straight shooter. And I've tried putting with it, but it's just something about it just is a little off. For it's me a little too shallow and the bead is a little too small. Yeah. It's not yeah, much. It's, it's honestly for me, it's a feel thing because yep. they fly at least for putting identically totally similar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think that leaves us with our last award of the year, yep. the M- the MPO player of the year. Yep. Um, I've got Paul, Ricky Eagle and Chris Dickerson is my uh, nominees here. Interesting. Any additions to that? Um, I've got Ricky and you okay. can kind of throw Calvin in there, but like, <laughs> I mean, of the ones that you mentioned, I would say it would be Paul and Ricky essentially i i mean if you look at it pdga gave paul player of the year dgpt gave ricky player of the year mm-hmm. and you could cut it a couple different ways ricky had mm-hmm. more wins paul had more majors like mm-hmm. consistency so, with their finishes i think consistency paul finished slightly better but it's like between yeah. the two of them flip a coin yeah like Calvin yep. was there. Yeah. I Calvin mean, was, was always the bridesmaid. It seemed like, yeah, he was always the there. He time won. that he won. Yeah. <laughs> but he was always like right there. He was that guy where you're just like, yep, he's right there. He's so close. couple oh. shots here and there and it's different. So are, is there anyone else besides Calvin that you'd like to throw in there? Or? Not that I could think of. I mean, I know some I, people kind of made an argument for Simon, but Simon was a, a boomer bust. He was yeah. top three or top 40. Like it was yeah. he it, with the ones we talked about Eagle. I didn't include in my list just because he didn't play that much. And the reason I did include him was because the terms that he played, he did play relatively well in. Yeah. It's just, but yeah. for me, you're right. He didn't play enough for me to feel comfortable giving him the award. Yeah. I give it to Paul. He's like, I gave it to majors. Ricky. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, I mean, 
yeah flip a coin like you can yeah i think we could both make an argument if you said i had to defend paul and you had to defend ricky oh we come up with solid arguments either way like and and the we, debate go back and on forth Twitter on this for, and for hours like yeah yeah the reason i gave it to paul was because he got the two majors yep he finished second and the third yeah and he he had that memorable round at wr jackson setting the course record there yeah even though he ended up at, you know totally out of contention there which was unfortunate um, but like yeah at, yeah it is what it is it happens but then on top of that you know his world championship was his sixth um see and i put just, and I, I put ricky because right now with the way everything's structured the strength of field between a major and a normal DGPT event, not that yeah. different. Yeah. And no, so Ricky I... winning four is still pretty. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like there isn't a psychological sense to it where it's just oh, like, yeah. oh, God, this is worlds or European or whatever yeah. major you're playing in. It's just yeah. like you, uh, the strength of field is basically the same Uh, on the men's side it's on the men's side effectively the same and european open outside of that amazing battle that was a fairly weak field but the same i mean same top pros were up there so it wasn't like like fpo side that was that was not totally different That, that was not a good field um not trying to take anything away from anyone who finished well but generally speaking, like I think it was um, Brody was talking mm-hmm. on his podcast that at European Open, he was top 15 or something, said mm-hmm. he felt like he played like crap. He said if he was playing in a normal DGPT event, he would have been in the 30s or 40s at finishing place. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, you could always just look at ratings at the time. Yeah. Take that for what yeah. it's worth, too. But like that gives you at least a sense of like field wasn't outside of the top not mm-hmm. as strong and the field yeah. only continues to get stronger so i'll be curious to see how this goes coming into the 2023 season which has technically already started yes yes so <laughs> which yeah whatever we'll come out with our predictions before this the first main event yes and so uh, I think that brings us to the end. Congratulations mm-hmm. to all the winners. Yes. Commiserations to all of the runners up. I'm sure you'll all be heartbroken. Yeah. Um, and to the winners of certain categories. Sorry. Y- yes. Yeah. You're a winner, but uh, not the kind you want to be. Y- you, you won a Razzie. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, essentially. <laughs> um, Just be like Helen think- Berry, be a good sport and come and accept it for Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that that brings us to the end. Yep. Uh, that basically puts a nice little bow on 2022. Yep. Looking forward to, I guess, the second season of Half in the Bag Disc Golf. Woo. Weird season as, two, uh, we got renewed. There was a woo. big petition on change.org and we listened to the fans, all three of you. Yes. How many posts do we have? four <laughs> damn it who didn't vote <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think with that said joe thank you for your time today thank you for yep. all that you do for the podcast and thank you for hosting ah, yes thank you 
Um, listeners, if you want to watch this, you can find this on YouTube, YouTube slash Joe's Disc Golf. Yes. Uh, viewers, if you are watching this and just want to listen to it, you can find it wherever you get your major podcasts. You can follow us on social media, which uh, social media manager has been slacking, but is working on doing better. One of their New Year's resolutions. Yeah. One of mine for uh, last year was uh, to do post, better to post every day on Instagram. I think it was. And I did it for like two and a half or three months. But it, there at the end, I was shit posting and I was yeah. like, this isn't helping. Yeah. And then I yeah. went and basically did a 180, <laughs> like yeah. not doing anything. I'm getting better yeah. on Twitter and YouTube. Yes, so. you can find us. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Half in the Bag DG. Yep. Uh, where you can submit your uh, disc of the week submissions, yep. which we will be restarting that and your listener questions. So feel free to hit us up. And uh, listeners, viewers, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And enjoy your rounds. Bye. Later. Bye.